If you or anyone that you love has struggled with mental illness, please set some time aside and go listen to this episode. Go for a walk or go sit at a park and listen to this episode. Carla Argis was on the podcast before, back on episode 82, and Carla has a diagnosis of bipolar and borderline and has been through a lot in her life, but she's just written a book. It's called Out from the Darkness. It's on Amazon. You can get it. And it's really breaking down the walls of secrecy and shame around mental illness as it regards to someone inside of the church and also just really is there to direct and guide women to lean into their faith and to get in God's word to help with mental illness. And so I hope that you love this episode. She really shows her heart in this episode, and I'm so excited for so many of you to find her book. Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. We have a treat for you today. Carla Argis is back. If you remember the episode that we did, I will tag it in the show notes because I didn't look up which number it was, but we had an amazing conversation. It was a very uh, poignant day, I would say for myself, because it was when I talked on the podcast the first time about the mental health struggle that I had after having COVID. I've talked about it now since. But Carla, if you started following her there on Instagram after we did that episode, you know that, oh, I just felt choked up, Carla, for a second. When Carla talks about getting into God's word, it is, it's just like electrifying the way that you show yourself reading and just really diving into God's word. But Carla has written a book. And so I asked her to come on the podcast. It is called Out from the Darkness. And we're going to talk about that today. She still has the Affirming Truth podcast, and she helps Christian women who are struggling with their mental health create rhythms of thriving and also deepen their faith. And so thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me back. I am so excited to be here. I love talking to you, and I love talking about this topic and just, (laughs) you know, breaking down you know walls of secrecy and shame around mental illness and Thank you. Absolutely. So give us a little refresher of how you have specifically struggled. Um, We will link that episode so that they can go back, but just kind of give your, your overview of your mental health journey. Yeah. Um, I am a survivor of childhood trauma. I have bipolar. I have borderline personality disorder Um, and, you know, coming from the trauma, some PTSD, And for a long time, my life was a shadow 
of the potential God had in me because I was so overwhelmed and ashamed and in denial and didn't know how to process the fact that I had these illnesses and didn't have the right supports even within the church community um, to point me in the right way. I didn't think thriving was possible. I thought I was just going to barely survive for the rest of my life. And God has just showed me something beautiful and has created beauty out of what was and is the biggest trials in my life. So how much do you share in the book? Do you talk mostly about your story or is it more nonfiction about what to do going forward? How did you decide or what is it? So this book is a companion devotion, I call it. It is for Mm -hmm. women who are in the midst of struggling and battling with their mental health. In it, I look at specific feelings that are common when you're in the midst of struggle, like feeling like you're not good enough, feeling afraid, feeling worried feeling um, abandoned, feeling forgotten. I look at all of these different feelings and offer hope, hope from the word. Um, I offer an affirming truth, a promise from the Lord, and a prayer that you can pray to encourage your heart through that feeling. And I, I looked at this book and wrote this book from the perspective of mental illness is illness. This is not meant to be read your Bible more and you'll be better, you know, pray more and you'll be better. But this is also acknowledging that there is a tie between our mental health and our spiritual health, just like our physical health is all connected. So in order to help build stability through your mental health crisis, it is imperative that you build up your spirit and you get in the word and you rehearse God's truth over you. Oh, I like that line rehearse God's truth over you. Mm-hmm. That is that is why you and I use affirming truths instead of affirmations, because yes. it's not just general statements, but they are rooted and grounded and true because of their source. It's so different. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, so I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my dad um, is a pastor and I actually worked for him as his secretary assistant. I did some clerical work and then I I was there in music ministry as well. And one of the biggest, I would say, heartaches of being in ministry is when people would come and it was beyond our, our qualification. You know, a lot of people will come to the pastor for counseling. And so I spent years trying to find different resources that we could send people to that was beyond our scope. And I am sad to say that I never was able to compile it. I think maybe this just kind of dawned on me. It's kind of the purpose of the well podcast is to be a wellness collaborative where I bring in different people for wellness, a lot of them in the mental health field, but speak to what you meant about the church. I think that a lot of people go to the church for help, but sometimes the church isn't helpful or isn't qualified. So what was your experience? Well, I appreciate that your experience was recognizing that there was an issue beyond your scope and looking to redirect. 
Um, I get women in my DMs all the time that rather than being encouraged to seek professional help outside of the church are burdened with a spiritual burden. Um, And my experiences in Mm. the church too has been that mental illness doesn't exist. It's a spiritual condition. Um, you're not praying enough. You have unrepentant sin in your life. You're you're not mm. in the word enough. And I have women in my DMs where their church communities, and I don't necessarily mean from the pulpit, but the church community, the the people that they're linking mm-hmm. arms with in the pews, are discouraging them from taking medication, discouraging them for for getting therapy, and making it just a spiritual condition. And there's Ooh, so much hurt. <laughs> There's so much hurt. There's so much confusion yeah. to someone that is hurting. It adds a spiritual burden because I can tell you they're praying. <laughs> they want relief, but that is not, you know, it, it, your, your mental illness is not a judgment against your spiritual life. And I think part of this confusion happens because there's two things here. There's mental health, that everyone has. And it can wax and wane for a variety of reasons, including something going on in your spiritual life. But then there's Mm -hmm. mental illness that not everyone has. That is a Mm -hmm. illness that requires medical intervention, that requires, you know, therapy, that requires ongoing care, that has nothing to do with your spiritual condition. Although, of course, like I mentioned before, having a strong spiritual life makes your experience of mental illness different. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the church does not... And and I hate using broad mm. strokes, but, you know, it, it's happening in a lot of churches that the people are not qualified to tell the difference between a mental health blip and serious mental illness, and they give the wrong advice and they discourage people from getting help. Um, and it, it's crazy to me because mm. you wouldn't do this with physical illness, right? Everyone has physical health. It can wax and wane. Sometimes you get a cold. Sometimes you get a headache. But not everyone has physical illness like diabetes that needs insulin. Would you tell the diabetic, stop taking your medicine? You're not leaving room for God to work. Or would you tell the diabetic, yeah. <laughs> right? right? Like, this is because you're not praying mm-hmm. enough. Like, it, it doesn't exist. No. And so my my encouragement to people that have been hurt in the church community is to recognize that you have been given information, direction, judgment from people that don't know what they're talking about because they're not equipped to tell the difference and that you have to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. And medication in my life with a bipolar, bipolar, I need medication. I can't Mm -hmm. healthy diet myself out of bipolar. Although nutrition, again, movement, again, are supports. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. that's not going to make my brain function, right? The brain is an organ, just like other organs and the organ can malfunction. Mm. I need intervention. Yes. And, um, I just want to encourage people that that's okay. And I want to encourage other people. If you're sitting in the church pews and you are telling people that to maybe pull back and recognize Mm -hmm. that, Hey, I'm actually not an expert in being able to tell 
a spiritual condition from mental illness. So maybe my best (laughs) help is say, talk to the pastor, but also talk to your doctor and let's see what the root of this is. Because it Mm -hmm. can be medication in Jesus and and it should be, and it should be therapy and reading the Bible, right? It's not one over the other. It's the combination of the two together. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Well, and I would even, (laughs) I don't know if I should open up a can of this can of worms, but even not with, (laughs) (laughs) even not with mental illness, just with mental health. I don't think as the church, we allow for sometimes setting good boundaries. And I think that we put a Jesus band-aid, I call it, on things sometimes like, oh, just pray about it or, oh, just whatever. And it's kind of what led me into the work that I do of holistic self-care because I get my salvation from Jesus Christ. I get rooted in his identity of who he says I am. I get to go to heaven because of my salvation. He, He is what takes care of our justification, right? But then a lot of times the church will say for our sanctification, for our horizontal relationships, do, 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 do all of these things. And we completely run ourselves ragged serving and doing everything. And it's just, I I think it's uh, another part that the church, even with mental health, not just with mental illness, I think we don't always... I think we should on people way too much rather than talking about what they are rooted in. And it really affects their mental health as well. I've just seen so many people come in and out of the church being in ministry for my whole entire life that it was like, okay, Jesus loves me. Okay. He saved me. Now let me work my butt off, not set any boundaries, not take care of myself, (laughs) do, 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 do all of these things rather than resting in that. And so I think that it's so tied together. Obviously, it's sin. We're going to have issues with both, but I think yeah, it's a great conversation absolutely. to and, have. And I think, you know, people pleasing exists in the church, feeling like you have to earn your worth, feeling like productivity is a badge of honor. Like those are things that as Christians, we still have to work through and work out and bring yeah. them to God and let God transform our position in those areas that it's not about pleasing man. It's about pleasing God. And we have to get okay with the no to man so we can say yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so true. So when, um, so when did you start writing the book or what? So this book did, was have actually you been working on it for a long time or no? <laughs> You know, this book was actually written three years ago, and I wrote it three years ago coming out of um, coming out of a manic episode. I had a manic episode. Um, I had a lot of shame associated with things that I did during my manic episode, Um, and I, I had a lot of healing I needed to do inside, and I just started exploring God's word and this book came out of that as an encouragement for myself three years ago. And I made a little digital book about it and I never did much with it. It sat there. 
And then this past year in 2022, you know, I'm doing affirming truth. I'm, I'm starting one-on-one coaching with women um, who are Christian and struggling with their mental health. They're struggling to, to just struggling in their Christian walk and wanting support. And, you know, there's other things that I was getting my hands into and nothing seemed to be going the way I expected it to go especially because I am here doing God's work. Like, God, I'm doing your work. Why is it not going the way I expected it to go? And I remember in November, he very clearly convicted me saying, I've given you something that you haven't stewarded well. So until you steward that well, we're not going anywhere else. And I realized (laughs) that, you know, I hadn't brought the book to life in a physical form. I haven't, you know, for lack of a better word, promoted it or just made people aware of it, right? Like it is a book inspired by the Holy Spirit, a hundred percent. This is not just my words. It is Holy Spirit inspiration and encouragement to the hurting person. Mm -hmm. And, um, God wants it out there. And I was sitting on it because I'm not great at self-promotion. I'm not great at what I did. Oh, buy my book. Like that makes me uncomfortable. And, um, oh yes. (laughs) Right. But here God was saying, I wasn't stewarding something well. And that really hit me. Like that really hit me because I want to walk in obedience. Mm -hmm. I want to steward the gifts and the opportunities he gives me. So I got through Christmas and I got to work, brought a physical copy to life. It's on Amazon, Um, had a book launch, had a great Q&A coming out of that. And um, you know, God has just been so good at, at encouraging me to share, because like I said, it's hard for me. And I've gotten such amazing feedback in my DMs about how women have been touched by this book, how it's been uh, great. I've had a few Christian counselors out of churches order some to give out to their clients. Oh, amazing. It's so rooted in truth without diminishing the reality that mental health, Mm -hmm. mental illness is real. It's, you know, it's real. Absolutely. Well, and you want to hear from someone who has walked the road. It's amazing because I know the mental health in my family, the, the struggles that I have had personally, the enemy whispers shame and lies. (laughs) And especially when you're struggling with your mental health, you can't always tell what is, what is true in the actual moment. And so you have to just know (laughs) to go to God's word. And so someone who has, so you've been there as well as it's rooted in the truth. So you can go somewhere that you know it's a safe place. I don't know if you've ever seen, but the well is called a safe place, kind of for that reason. Yeah. Because at different times of trauma, after losing my husband, after um, having some toxic relationships, you, I would start to get twisted around in mostly about myself. You know, like yeah. is this true about me, or is 
was this, you know, was this said or, or is that what was meant? And it was like, I never doubted God in that whole entire time. Thank goodness. But that's where the affirming truths came out of my heart was that affirmations were not going to cut it. I knew that it needed to be grounded and I knew that the Bible was true. And some people honestly aren't even there yet. So, (laughs) you know, to know that for a fact. And so those of us who know the truth and that the truth has set us free, it is so amazing that you trusted God to just step out because it is scary. It is. And, and I just want to go back to that point where you said like knowing the word and I, I talk about this in my podcast a lot, um, that you have to know the word. And so many women are intimidated or overwhelmed to actually open their Bible by themselves and get in and study the word. And I just want to encourage you, like understanding the Bible is not about your own human ability. You have the Holy Spirit in you to help illuminate you to understanding. And there are so many different ways Bible study can look. I think when people hear Bible study, they think sitting at their table for an hour doing all that, and it doesn't have to look like that. And there's so many different methods that you can find one that suits your learning style. Um, Especially like I'm neurodivergent. There's, I can't, I can't focus the way someone else can. So I've had to develop Bible study habits in my life that maybe look different than someone else. But can I tell you, mm-hmm. I know who God is. Like when people ask me, how do you have so much faith and trust and hope, even when you're having a depression episode? And it's because I know God, like you don't read the Bible to learn the Bible. Mm-hmm. You read the Bible to, to know God. Like I know mm-hmm. that I know that I know who he is. So even mm-hmm. in the depths of my despair now, not 10 years ago, but now mm-hmm. I have that hope. And I know the wave will pass and I know that he'll be on the other side for me. Yeah, absolutely. There was someone who came through um, the church, but was very difficult for, for the leadership of the church at the time. And this man sent me this letter after my husband died and said, he basically was making the point that in this time of trauma, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I need to do this. And just like, you know how some of the Christianese words people said, I would just love to admonish you that this is a time that you really need to be doing all of these things. And I I remember I was very raw at the time and I wrote back and I said, you know, the funny thing about God is that I don't have to do anything right now. And the words that are tucked away, I forget where the scripture is, but like, you'll write them on the tablet of your heart. I think it's yep. in Psalms. Yeah. God has written that on my heart. Scripture is coming out of me because I've grown up in this. I mean, scripture was coming out. Things were, um, I just think of you talking about a depressive state. Trauma is very similar to where sometimes you don't even have the capacity to be reading, but that when you have put in the word of God, it will come out in ways that it's unbelievable. And I said, so I really appreciate you recommending this to me, but I also want you to not say that to other people. No, (laughs) I don't want you to give me a list of to do. I want you to, to truly understand 
that right now he is praying for me. You know, he, he is the intercessor and is speaking to the father on my behalf. Like there's stuff going on spiritually that I don't even know because I don't have the strength to do it. And that was just such like a beautiful time. You know, when you go through a really hard time, but you see how big God is and that he will, that he will do things when you just have no idea. He doesn't give us a list. When I'm in my grief, he says, come and rest, come abide, come abide with me. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give me a Mm -hmm. list of things to do. Yeah. Right. Like he, he is not telling me I have to earn my worth. He's saying, let my Holy Spirit give you comfort and peace right now. And let me strengthen you as you wait on me so that you will have the capacity to do the things that help you thrive. But right now Mm -hmm. in your, in your grief, in your depression, in your trauma, wait on me, abide in me, rest in me. Right. Exactly. It was, it was an amazing time in ways because there was, you know, when you're so raw like that, whether it is a time of going through anything, it's, it is so faith strengthening to see how big, how big God really is. And that Mm -hmm. he meets you right where you at, right where you're at. And sometimes it's, it seems like he's, speaking really loudly. And sometimes it's the whispers and, um, I miss that time. Is that silly? Like I almost like, it was so traumatic, but it was just, it was like, it was just so clear that I was being held and it had nothing to do with me. Yeah, no, that's not, that's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. God wants to give you comfort and peace, but You also have to, and this is a little bit of a list, take responsibility and ask yourself, am I renewing my mind? Am I moving my body? How am I feeling my body? Am I resting? Am I abiding? Because it's kind of like, you know, and and I can't forget, I I don't remember where it is in the Bible, but um, I mean, you can't ask God for for food and refuse to go to work, right? You can't Mm -hmm. refuse to work, but then want all the blessings as if you're working. You have to do work and God will provide and bless your hand. The same is true with managing mental illness. You have to do the work for stability. God empowers me to do it. God comes alongside of me to do it on the bad days when I can't do it and I'm resting in him and that's enough. That's amazing. But there has to be a time after the rest where you get up and you go about the business of thriving in your life. Yeah, there it's beautiful that he gets, he doesn't need us, but we get to be a part of the plan. You know, yeah. he, he, he gives us he delights he, in using us and partnering re- with us. Exactly. So, um, I mean, and he does all the heavy lifting. He's the, he's the heavy lifting partner and we're just kind of like <laughs> along for the ride, but absolutely he gets to give us that purpose and, and able to take care of ourselves and the um, only in thing so many w- different ways. And the only thing we're responsible for is our obedience. The results are his. We just got to be obedient, walk in the will show up, show up where he's calling us. The rest is up to him. I am not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit (laughs) will do the Holy Spirit work. 
and I will show mm -hmm. up and do the Carla work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am so happy that you listened to the prompting and wrote the book. That's an amazing resource for counselors. I didn't even think about that whole part of it. Oh my goodness. So helpful. So how are you helping women right now? How can they find you? How can they work with you if they themselves um, need your expertise or someone that they love? Um, well, you can find me on CarlaArges.com and I hang out on Instagram the most, but I do work with women one-on-one -on -one who are struggling to create rhythms of thriving. I have a four pillars of thriving that I use in my own life and it is renewing your mind, moving your body, fueling your body, resting your body with a huge emphasis on renewing your mind. And that includes how do we heal from trauma? How do we forgive? How do we, how do we let go of shame? That's all, that's all encompassed there. And so there is a, a link to book a discovery call with me on the website to see if we are a good fit. Um, I have a Patreon for people that want to support the podcast. And in that we, each week of the month, we go through a pillar and I encourage them and I give them a challenge. We meet Sunday nights for prayer and connect over zoom. And it's a small little community. That's great. Um, and what is, what is Patreon? I don't know what that is. So Patreon is a place for people that partake in your content creation, like as a podcaster, where they can help financially support your podcast or your YouTube or whatever. Oh, okay. So gotcha. it's, it's, and then in exchange, they get perks. So the perks of my Patreon oh. is a community called in his image wellness collective. And in that mm. community um, for Patreons, we look at each pillar um, every month. Uh, one week each month is dedicated to a pillar. There is challenges. Um, I send out a weekly devotion. We do a Zoom prayer and connect Sunday evenings to get oh, us cool. on the right page. So there's that. And then lastly, oh. they can get on the wait list for my Bible study course. So I've been getting a lot of feedback that women are in, don't know where to start with studying the Bible. So this course is going to show you the different methods and talk about context and cultural context and give you the resources and the tools you need to be confident in studying the Bible and excited about studying the Bible. Amazing. Was a, well, and don't forget, I just things. looked up on, well, and you forgot the book. The on book. Amazon, I just, the, I just yes. looked it up. <laughs> So you just type in out of the darkness, Carla Argis, A-R-G-E-S, and it pops right up. Yep. Books on Amazon. Go get yourself a copy. So was that hard to do that, to get to get a book and to get it on there? It's self-published um, because I wanted it out quick. Was it hard? I mean, the process of getting it on Amazon isn't hard. It, if you're an author, you, cool. you know, the actual publishing part is not necessarily the hard part. It's the writing part. <laughs> it's the writing part. I have heard that one of my great friends just wrote a book this year and he just said, wow, he said it was, it was something that he had never expected. So, yeah, well, that I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm happy for the women that have read it. We're all, well, all, all on the spectrum of the mental health yeah. side. So we all can use so many of the ways of getting grounded in God's word. It's what we all need, no matter what we're facing. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much for all having right, me. Carla.
Thank you for being on. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.